Is this mic turned on? Wax poetic. Hi, kids. I'm a dinosaur hunter BMX rider. Long division sure comes in handy. All the little girls dream of one day biting into a corn dog and smiling at the camera. If I ran the web, you could email dead people. Wax poetic. Just say no to family values. In the terrarium is herpes. Herpes is a hermit crab. And I don't give a moment's focus to who does or doesn't like the sound of my voice. This is Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what if I write a poem like a song? Good afternoon and welcome to Wax Poetic. I am your host today, I almost said co-host, um, because R.C. Wazlowski is normally here and he's not today. So I am your host today uh, for Wax Poetic, Pam Bentley, and our guest today is Elaine Wu. Welcome, Elaine. Thank you, Pam. I'm and very glad to be here. That's great. And you came all the way from North Vancouver, right? Yes. So you are going to be reading from your new book. Um, What poem are you going to read first for us? Virtue Smallness. Shatter clamshell fragments. Pave the crescent shore. Loose mosaic tiles. Barnacle cone houses and soft-skinned bladderwrack bulbs. Pinky wide to the big toes of hard-hatted clams. Bare scars. Barn broken by ocean's hammer fist. That is beautiful. Thank you. And it's very short. It is very short. What I sometimes like to do when I hear a short poem is hear it again. Can you read it again? I certainly will. Thank you for asking. Virtuous smallness. Shatter clamshell fragments. Pave the crescent shore. Loose mosaic tiles. Barnacle cone houses. And soft-skinned bladder wreck bulbs. Pinky wide to the big toes of hard-hatted clams, bear scars by arm broken by ocean's hammer fist. I love all the metaphors in there. All the, Thank you. All the describe, descriptive words. And the, I always wonder what those big bulbs are called. Those well, apparently they're called bladder rack. Yeah. I found the name in a, a seashore book, uh, our... Uh, my son had when he was a child is that the name of the plant that's the name of the plant and the bladder rack i think it refers to the bulbs because they're they're i guess they look like small bladders yeah they kind of (laughs) do is it um uh, but it's a plant not an animal it's a plant It's, it's a seaweed yeah I saw so many of them down on the Oregon coast. We don't see them quite as much, quite as often up here, I don't think. 
Uh, I've I mean, seen them. I've seen them at Kate's Park, and I've seen them at our various local beaches. Right. Not too much. Not so much on Spanish banks, but yeah. uh, on the North Shore. I've Maybe seen them. Maybe that's what it is. It's a different shore. The different currents that come up there. They must be the same as the Oregon coast. Yeah, probably. Probably different microclimates. And... Right. So this is from your book, Cycling with the Dragon. Yes. And um, that is a really cool name. Where did the name of the book come from? You know, I can't remember the origin of that. And it came spontaneously to me. And it came to the title came to me before I had even finished the book. And somehow must have been an intuitive thing that I was riding along with metaphoric dragons. And <laughs> and so when I sent it to my publisher, Nightwood and Silas White, uh, I was really delighted he didn't ask to change the title. So, um, Right. And you say cycling with metaphoric dragons. Yes. What, do you, what do you mean by that? Well, I felt small for a large part of my life. And growing up as a child with an abusive parent and then later working with uh, tyrannical women managers. <laughs> uh, somehow, I thought being women, they would treat women well, yeah. but they treated both men and women badly. Oh. So so it wasn't just being a woman that was the problem. And, um, and I think no matter how big we are in life, we all face larger dragons. You may be a big corporate manager, but in the face of nature, right. you're as vulnerable as everyone else. And in the face of medical crises like Ebola, you're you're on an equal footing, or right. and you're just as badly off as everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you said nature, and I see here that on the back of the book, um, there's a little blurb by Jordan Abel, and he says that. You collapse the gap between eco-commentary and socio-cultural exploration. Do you agree? Do you know what he means by that? Do you? <laughs> well, I I intertwine a lot of my themes with nature themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I associate the body with nature. I uh, I talk about uh, things I've seen in nature. Uh, I have this this very sensual relationship with nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can give you some examples. Yeah, and let's poems, use some more. Like. Yeah, sure. definitely. That's a really good lead into another poem. Excuse the dead air space. That's the okay. We're flipping pages. We're flipping. Tell me what page it's on, and I'll read along with it because you were very nicely nice enough to bring me uh, my own copy of this beautiful book. The cover is gorgeous. The, the there actually is a dragon cycling, and it has like a little rat riding along with it on a sidecar almost it's it's really a beautiful beautiful well thank you I like so much I, I owe that to Carlton Wilson he was the designer that came up with a beautiful cover and they took this really wild idea I had which was a dragon riding alongside with a bicycle on a on a tandem bicycle and then <laughs> It's supposed to be a mouse, actually. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was a mouse or a rat because I don't have the. I don't yeah, know how I know. Big that I is. know. People have told me the the mouse doesn't have a long enough tail, and, <laughs> and so it doesn't look mouse-like enough. But, but um, I think it looks mouse-like enough. And someone else said it didn't have big enough ears to look like a mouse. But uh, it's still it's really beautiful. Did he work for Nightwood, or is he somebody that you got to do this cover? No, I believe he works for Nightwood a lot, and he's got his own website, and you can find it online. 
And I think his website is carltonwilson.ca. Okay. And he's got he's got these amazing covers he's done for Nightward. And uh, if you look him up online, you can see all the beautiful artwork he's done cool. over time. And cool. What poem are you going to read? Well, I'm going to read Heron at Lonsdale Key. And I'll just show you this, Pam. It's got a Chinese translation, yeah, I too. Yeah, And this poem first appeared in the End Pipeline. And I read it uh, at Enbridge's off- outside Enbridge's office uh, in 2012 in mm-hmm. freezing cold March weather. Right. And... I had this translated so that it could reach across cultures and reach a wider audience. That's wonderful. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and read this now. Heron at Lonsdale Key. Great Heron. On the dock. Surveying pools of oil shine. Backdrop. Red and black burnished tugs. All is calm. All is bright. Your lustrous eyes scan deception below your feet. Will you keep vigilance over the upright two-legged rather than the finned? Now, can you read the translation as well? I'm afraid I can't. I can't read Chinese characters. I apologize for that. So who translated that for you then? The poet Chan Ming Wan, he lives in Vancouver, and he's actually a four-time pushcart nominee. Wow. Yeah, so I was very lucky to have him translate for me. And the Pushcart nominees are poets, if I'm, you can correct me if I'm wrong, they're poets that are nominated by the publications that they've been in as having the best poem that year or something like that. Is that is that how it works? I apologize. I haven't researched the Pushcart Prize, yeah. and so I, think that's I don't what it is. know. It's like it's, but it's chosen, like they have to be published, and it's chosen either by the, the publications that have, they're nominated by the people that have published the publications that they've been in or by the readers. So it's really kind of, um, it's a combo of like a, a populist prize as well as a, as, um, a, um, a talent prize, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, that I mean, is I probably don't cool. have the details exactly right, but that's, that's what I understand about it. Uh, so then... you were saying that this is an example of the nature or the, the, the way you well, interact with nature? Well, in a way, it indirectly addresses uh, the pipeline problem. And um, uh, I, I just happened to see an oil slick in the water, so it reminded me of the pipeline problem and the ensuing problems we might have along our shore if oil were to be shipped down the BC right. coast. And so I... I I was at Lonsdale Key one day after lunch, and I saw this beautiful heron, and it was just standing on the dock with one leg tucked away, and and then he was standing staring into the water. I think he was looking for fish. Mm-hmm. And somehow I saw the tugboats all around him, mm-hmm. and I felt... Um, I was amazed that this, this wonderful creature was surviving right. in the midst of all this this industry and um and communities side by side and and somehow thoughts went to the oil potential of oil problems oil spill problems should oil be shipped down the coastline right, right. and so all this 
sort of tied together for me and right. came together in this poem. So I've, you said that you read this at Inbridge. Have you been really involved in the anti-pipeline um, demonstrations and actions? I'm afraid not. Um, I um, I do have political stances, but I don't usually um, take part in political action. Right. Yeah, well, fair enough. I mean, you're doing it by writing your poetry, right? Yeah. You know, you're acting, this is a political act in itself. Um, do you want to read another poem? I would love yes. it if you would read another poem. <laughs> yes, I would love to read another poem. Okay. I have a job poem because everybody yeah, has, <laughs> yes, everybody has had a bad job. It's and, true. And this job that I talk about at the recycling plant, um, in my poem, Service Sunnyside Up at the Recycling Plant, <laughs> that was the job I talked about where the women were managers. Right. And uh, they were really tyrannical women. And and it was the first time I, I'd been in a situation like that, working with such angry managers. Yeah. And, and they ruled by anger. And um, I don't talk about that in my poem, but I talk about other things. Okay, let's hear it. Service sunny side up at the recycling plant. I mainline curried lentils on roti, leapfrog into my Toyota Tercel, tread on the gas, sandwich my car between the boss's bimmers, step in the entry, pucker my eyes at boot marks on the floor and walls, tail a sun shaft to the yard and pit where forklifts are bears. Leapfrog into my Toyota Tercel. Collide with the voices of my supervisors. Step in the entry. Pucker my eyes at boot marks on the floor and walls. Tail sun shaft to the yard and pit where forklifts are bears. Collide with the voices of my supervisors at the top step into the white-lit room, bearing the world. I slump up the stairs. My phone is calling already. At the top step and into the white-lit room, I buttressed myself for the words. My recycling wasn't picked up. I docked my sugar voice. I buttressed myself for the words. My recycling wasn't picked up. Sandwich my car between the boss's bimmers, I dropped my sugar voice. I mainline curried lentils on roti. <laughs> so why the repetition in this poem? Well, this is a form poem. And I first wrote it when I took a workshop with Kate Braid. Mm -hmm. um, it was at a, a festival, a Mayworks Poetry Festival in Nanaimo in mm -hmm. 2011. Mm -hmm. And she was giving a workshop, and then all of the performers went to attend her workshop. Right. And she's got this structured form where you write a certain poem, and then in the next stanza you repeat a certain poem, a certain um, line, and then so it it's like a repeating sequence. Yeah, I was looking at when you were reading it, I was hearing that repetition, and I thought maybe it was going to be a pantoum, but it's not a pantoum, it's a different, I'm trying to think of the name of it, it's a little bit different, repeated, but it works really well, that repetition for a tedious job, right? Because you're doing yeah. the same things. That's right. It was a really dead-end job, and I had to answer the phone 
over and over again every day. And then people would say, my recycling wasn't picked up. Right. And it, I've done telephone marketing before, and I would say it's akin to that. Mm-hmm. And um, I couldn't find work when I was first out of school. And so I took all these dead-end jobs like telemarketing. And then essentially this was customer service. Right. And my official title was shipping clerk right. because I did the shipping documents and all that. But it's all very tedious and um, yeah, it's data so, entry. Um, yeah, so that it works really well, that repetition. Thank you. Um, I'm, we're going to hear another poem by Elaine Wu in a moment. She's our guest today on Wax Poetic on Vancouver Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5. So um, this is from your book, Cycling with the Dragon, that is going to be, it's out already, obviously, because we're both yes. holding it. Um, yes. But it's going to be launching... Can you tell us about that? It's going to be launching at the Joint Nightwood Authors Launch at the Grand Lux Hall on East 8th on Sunday, this coming Sunday, October 19th. And it's at 7 p.m. And I'm sending everybody out there an open invitation to come. There'll be a cash bar. Um, I think it's mainly beer and water. <laughs> beer and wine and water? Or beer and water? I think beer and water. And... Um, but uh, I'll be reading with uh, Alex Leslie, Kayla Zaga, and Matt Rader. So I'm really thrilled. I haven't met Matt before. He sent me a Facebook invite uh, to connect recently. And I haven't met Kayla either. But I'm doing an, a radio interview actually at, at Co-op Radio right. too tomorrow night with Jerry Kowalenko. Oh, on, on Arts Rational. Yeah, on Arts Rational. Cool. With all of them? Um, no, no, just with Kayla. Right. Okay. Neat. So these are all, there are four different authors for Nightwood and you're all reading together. So it's yes, like we four. were all released this fall. That's right. So you get more for your cash bar buck. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear another poem. Hear a little taste of what we'll get to hear on Sunday night from Elaine Wu. Blue, your salted wounds as a view to breaking strain. A piano with its hammered keys and rusty bolt revolt. An ode to you who must whisper stroke the ivory, coax music from pain's dark hold. It's beautiful. Thank you. So um, you had said that you picked the title for the book when you before you finished the book and I was curious about that were you just writing poems writing poems writing poems writing poems and then you said oh this is becoming a book or had you written a bunch and you were selecting them what was the process of this becoming a book rather than just a bunch of poems you'd written well I hadn't written since high school until about eight years ago and a couple of friends suggested that I try writing Mm -hmm. and um so I took their hint and <laughs> I t- actually I enrolled in a course at it was Capilano College at that time it's Capilano U now mm-hmm. and I took a, I just took one course just to dip my toe in mm-hmm. and I didn't know how I was doing the course I was submitting stories about um my uh relationship stuff and and I had no idea through the workshopping process, how I was doing. So about two-thirds of the way through the course, I asked my instructor how I was doing. And she said, oh, you're in the top third of the class. 
So I, I was thrilled, but I had no idea. And I couldn't tell from any of the feedback. And I couldn't tell from her grading because she didn't use A, B, C, D right. grading. It's hard to grade writing. Yeah, it is. Right, you know. It is. And and how can you grade writing? Particularly and, when you're rewriting and revising. and. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so... And then after the year ended, she suggested I apply for a scholarship. And so um, I was really thrilled that she was so supportive. And and I was thrilled to think she thought so highly of my writing. Right. So I applied to UBC's creative writing program. And I got in. And so the rest is history. I, I did a, a BFA at UBC and their creative writing program. And... I began writing my poems way back in when I was first taking that Cap U course. Right. And there's a poem in here. He, um, it was one of the poems I wrote uh, when I was in that course. Mm-hmm. And slowly, I just kept writing and writing and writing. And I didn't have the idea that I would one day put them into a book. Right. It was just, uh, just, it was a process I was going through. And... Writing is the way I process things in my in my mind, and it only instead of processing them in your mind and not having them manifest materially, writing is the way to manifest it materially. Right. And so I um, uh, I just kept going, and then the idea came to me that I would one day like to to have them in book form and share them with people. And so um, I had amassed about 100 poems for my manuscript. And so um, I tried different publishers, and I've had, I had maybe two or three rejections before Nightwood accepted my manuscript. And and so here's the finished product. Yeah, and you just kept going. Yeah, I just kept going. Well, congratulations. And this well, is thank Elaine you Wu. very much. You're welcome. Elaine Wu is going to be launching her book, um, Cycling with Dragons, on Sunday night at 7 p.m. at the Western Front Building, but it's called the Grand Lux Room. Is that correct? Grand Lux Hall. Grand Lux Hall. And there'll be other people reading with her. Um, I wanted to tell you some other things that are coming up as well. Um, there is also at the um, Western Front Hall tonight... Um, there is, um, a read, sorry, I'm stumbling a little bit here cause I'm trying to get the, so it's, uh, tonight at 8 PM. Um, it is trombone and voice interpret the poems of the late PK page. So it's called the muted note. And there are also CDs of this, um, collaboration, I guess we would call it. And I'm just going to play a little bit of that right now. They have spilled their slippery juices over me. Let fall saliva from their long green stems. Their viscous threads of water swing into my house. Remind me of the waters of your mouth. They have spilled their slippery juices. Oh, 
long green stems. Their viscous threads of water swing into my house. Remind me of the waters of your mouth. Remind me of the waters of your mouth. Remind me of the waters of your mouth. So that was from the album, the CD, The Muted Note, with trombone and voice interpreting the poems of P.K. Page. It's Scott Thompson and um, I can't remember. And Susanna Hood, that's right. It's vocalist and dancer Susanna Hood and trombone and voice of uh, Scott Thompson. They will be doing, the, the performance tonight will be the dance and the music and the words. So it'll be quite something, I'm sure. I wanted to also tell you that the Canadian Festival of Spoken Word is on right now in Victoria. That's where R.C. Wazlowski is. That's why he's not here today. So that is going on until Saturday night. Saturday night, the final event will be the Canadian Team Slam Championships. And tomorrow night, uh, Pandora's Collective and uh, is having a reading at the Vancouver Public Library, the Kensington Library, not the one downtown. So the Vancouver Public Library and Pandora's Collective presents these poetic pairings. And the pairings are Heidi Greco and Kevin Spence, Bonnie Nish and Jude Neal, Carl Lego and Kyle Hawk, Celeste Snober and Amanda Wardrop, Lindsay Glauser Kwan and Chelsea Como. So that is a wide variety of poets and poetic pairings. Uh, as always, Sunday night is, um, or Sunday afternoon in uh, New West is Poetic Justice. Um, it will be featuring Alan Hill and Kyle McKillop this Sunday, hosted by Deborah Kelly. And um, there is also a slam, a palooza, a slam a palooza, which is the Quantlin at the KSA Grassroots Cafe out in Coquitlam uh, tomorrow night at 645. That's Thursday, dropping back a couple of days. And then on Monday, as always, there is the slam. And to, on Monday, slam will be featuring Barb Day, a.k.a. Jaded. She's in town from Ontario. She is touring right now. So that is what's going on around town. Today we have had as our guest Elaine Wu. Thank you very much for having me, Pam. You you're very welcome. It was a pleasure for you, a pleasure having you here. Thank you. So we are going to uh, take it out now, and no apologies necessary is coming up next. You've been listening to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO, 100.5 FM. So what? So what? So what?